Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slutching Podcast. Yo, you haven't said? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, lovers. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Hugged. It's the Anti-Bad Girl Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. If you want to send us an email, it's sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all the social medias. I'm at Philanthropy Gal on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at Christina Hutch. We're at Guys We uh, be Bleeped without the you, you and, and the bleeped bleep. word um, on all other social media. And Mike is at... Mike Coscarelli. Oh. oh he means the confidence. So the confidence. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this week's email from a listener. Why doesn't my boyfriend want to... Are we at a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me when I wear lingerie. Dear Corinne and Christina, plus the darlings, Kevin and Alfred. No, Aww. no shout out to Mike. Yeah, no mention um, of me. I love, love that. Uh, I've written in before, longtime listener, love you both and your work. You helped me to break up with my ex, and I am now dating the guy I am with now. Okay. Nice. Um, that's how that works. Uh, so thank you so much for everything. Now, here's my problem. My boyfriend, 26, and I, 25, have a pretty decent sex life. I say decent because of the frequency and not about the quality of mm. it. We have sex at least once a week when I am not on my period, grow up, that guy, yeah. um, or we are not tired from work. I definitely initiate sex less in this relationship, when I, but when I do, uh, I have less than a 50% chance of mm. it actually happening. Mm -hmm. We both are great with the spontaneous moments of having sex, but when I plan it out, it just never happens. I am not a big fan of physical touch unless I initiate it because of some sensory issues and trauma, and you can guess that my boyfriend's love language is physical touch. Dang. He knows about it and is usually very good about it. Now back to my problem, and I know it's going to sound whiny. Why doesn't this man want to fuck me when I plan out, set the mood, and wear a lingerie? Every time I try to spice it up and show off, he gets upset from him losing in his video game, <laughs> or he is in his own head because he is upset about something else. But then he also won't talk about why he's feeling upset or overwhelmed, and then it just kills my mood with everything, not just sex for days. I have uh, told him about it before how I would rather him not even let me get dressed up for the attempt just to get shit on and shot down mm. if he is not having a great day it really fucks with my confidence when it happens and I try not to take it personally uh, what also pisses me off is that after when I end up just cleaning up and then just switching into my normal lounge clothes he then comes over to apologize and see if I am mad about not having sex he tries to then cuddle and kiss me and then doesn't uh, get why I am feeling standoffish. Please tell me if I am overreacting. I know I am not ugly, but I'm well, I mean, OK, you're already in a relationship with this person. If the problem yeah. was that you were ugly, I think you wouldn't have gotten yeah, to this point. This person's yeah. obviously attracted to you. Uh, I know I am not ugly, but I'm not the hottest bitch on the block. But damn, does it make me feel like dirt? I will attach a picture of us. Thanks for all of you both do. And uh, <laughs> I almost forget forgot to tell Mike to say, hey. Oh, all right. uh, I, I didn't remember. I take it back then. I hey, didn't even hey. know that. Wow. Okay, so Mike Mike said that he had some thoughts. Unless you have any thoughts, in, well, I'm wondering then. too if like you, maybe you can get better. Like, because if he's, I mean, if you're trying to like walk by him casually with like a hot 
lingerie piece on. You also want to make sure that like, you know, he's not in the middle of like an argument or or in the middle of doing something himself, which because you said like if he gets pissed off because he's playing a video game or he's like stewing about something else. So maybe like try my only my only advice was just to try to um, kind of gauge him a little bit before you do that so that you don't set yourself up for disappointment. The other two thing that I'm just wondering, but I have no idea if it's just true, is if like the pressure is too much. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, for guys me, do not like planning ahead. Uh, well, some guys I know do, but other guys I know don't. So it seems like, yeah, it seems like, like when she's planning these nights out, like she's really like plant, like giving, like alerting him ahead of time. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. And like for me, I like, I wouldn't like that. Mm. It's just like to me, like the, I would, the that would fun make me of sex is spontaneity, but that's why like you're into like sex clubs and stuff like that. Like that's my problem with kind of like this whole like sex culture is that nothing feels spontaneous. It's all planned and like that's never just never gonna make me horny that's just two different kinds of people so maybe yeah. he's just that kind of a person I, I second what corinne said uh the one of the main issues here is that lingerie is for women and not for men uh yeah men oh I, then why, mean, but why do men buy women lingerie sometimes then because women like it we, wait I, so you don't like when a woman's in lingerie i think i mean i think that i speak we for, like it because we think you like it yeah, we don't, you don't it's not fucking comfortable like it. No, we don't. I, 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 don't, I can't speak for? for all men. But I mean, I, I stopped wearing you, it years ago. But yeah, I think I think I think part of it is exactly what you were saying, that it adds a level of weight to, uh, you know, planning out Pressure. sex. Yeah, it, there is a level of spontaneity that needs to be there. That's why he's probably more. She's saying that he's more into when she's in her like le- leisure clothes and then he's trying to cuddle and get close to her because. Like now, in a weird way, even though she might be upset because it didn't happen the way she wanted, the pressure's kind of off. Yeah. Like they're just kind of cuddling up and then you start rubbing up against somebody, you get aroused, and then that's when you want to have sex. Like it's harder to have sex. I know you can set a mood and somebody like a woman can come out in lingerie and and like try to be sexy and everything, but you're literally this is what happens with men, I think, when they don't perform well also. Sure. It, you get in your head about like, okay, this has to be really good because she's wearing lingerie. It's become this like really big oh, thing. it's like more heightened. Yeah, it's, and it's like this planned sort of sexual interaction as opposed to what I think most men really like is, uh, you know, the fact that the laundry is coming off at some point, you know, like yeah, you I, cut out the fucking yeah. middleman. I think you can like mm. put it on under your clothes, but like when you start lighting candles and yeah. putting on music and then come out and like, you know, give a come hither stare to me. And like they are, you know, I, they're young um, age. And it, to me, it is it's like a very 25 year old thing to do. Yeah. Like that's why I say when I haven't when I say I haven't worn lingerie in years, like. Part of it is because I'm just gave I'm not interested in trying to impress men with anything, you know, other than who I actually am. Um, but I think it's like you learn very quickly that it's kind of like a lot of it is like super performative, like going to yes. Victoria's Secret, like feels like as a 37 year old woman, like kind of silly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't go like it's like feels. And when, and when you go into like Victoria's Secret, Her- Herald Square, like. Most of the people in there are fucking like 19 year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. When I oh, they closed? Them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I haven't bought lingerie in a while. Well, I, but can I tell like, you... like the little nighties, but I just like that for me because I, I like the silk against my tits. Right. Yeah. You like it for you. Feels yeah. good. Right. Yeah. So and this I, is... I, wore, I wear them when I'm home alone. Honestly, that's my preferred time to wear them. So I never thought about that. That is, is exactly kind of what a 19 year old so, thing. So, yeah. when I had, when I, when I worked in Disney World and I lived down there for a little bit, I had this like sort of girlfriend that I had kind of like pseudo girlfriend that I was seeing for a little bit Daisy Duck no it was it was uh, a girl that I actually still keep in touch with very nice um, uh, and she's married with a kid now but she we were 
pretty sexual quick. Yeah. And there was a night where we were like laying around in her apartment and she came out wearing lingerie and she was doing the whole thing. Peacocking. Yeah. yeah. And we were like 21, 22. I Did guess. you like it? No. And I told <laughs> I and I was trying <laughs> to find a way to like I was trying to dance around it where she, she kept asking. Did you, like, was oh. it a turn off? It wasn't a turn off. It was just like it didn't make me like excited. Well, I bet it was a turn off, though, in that she thinks this is turning you on when it's not. And that in and of itself is kind of a turn off because you're like leaning into this thing that doesn't do it for you. No, but it was just more like like I the way that I typically like women is like kind of like come as you are. You know, like I was mm-hmm. into her. I, I thought she was sexy. She didn't need to add. That's this. a sentence that we all love to hear. The, the way I typically like my women served. <laughs> no, not, not like I didn't mean it like that. But like, like I get more aroused when a woman is just like I was already into her. So I yeah. didn't need an extra layer. Like, so it we feels were, forced. It feels. Yeah. Yeah. I, we think, were already having I think sex. overall, when I really like reflect on relationships, it's like women are just always trying too hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, so, it's ma- and it makes us frustrated because it's not reciprocated. Like, why isn't this working? And it makes and it makes men um, it, turned off. Yeah. It makes it turns men off because it makes them. Uh, it's like it, it's the stakes are too high, right? Yeah. So in this situation, she came out and she was wearing this thing and she was doing the like, like, oh, do you like it? Do you? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look great. And I'm realizing, like, as I'm doing it, that I'm not like doing enough. You're not selling uh, yeah. your yeah. Res- your response. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sense yeah that. you look hot. Like, you look great. Yeah, oh, yeah God. great. You're hurting my feelings. Yeah, I know. Right right now. Now. Like, yeah. Triggered. You're, you're hurting yeah, my, you my feelings <laughs> years later yeah. right now. Right. So I didn't know, I didn't have enough sexual confidence in myself and awareness right. with, this was like the lesson that I learned from yeah. this experience. Because she lost it. She like, she started crying. Oh, she, crying in lingerie. She, oh, she ripped my twenties. Ripped my twenties. She locked the herself moments, oh. in the closet. Mm, oh, that's and she, like, okay. So come not out the best the problem closet. solver. Oh, so, I love that. I love that move. I, I love it. I love <laughs> thought of that girl. before. <laughs> I be a girl. I've never had a closet with enough space to lock myself in. <laughs> or a lock from the inside. I'm a yeah. hoarder. <laughs> and it was basically just because like, like, because I, and I, she asked me, we were talking about it and I was literally like, through the door? No, oh, like we, it, we, that's because she came out. Things calmed down eventually. But were you were you knocking? Like, did you see her going into the closet, or well, did she run away and you Gina, found out come she was out. in the closet? No, I mean we, these were tiny apartments. She, oh, okay. she ran out of the room into the closet, Aww. slammed the door. Like it was like Aww. a message, you know? Yeah. Aww. Well, she didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. She didn't know, and she tried, and it's it's very vulnerable. Women yes. don't, women do not have enough experience being rejected in this way, and so a lot of times we don't handle it well because it, it's so vulnerable. And but I know this happens men all the time but mm-hmm. it's so vulnerable to be sexual yeah. and like kind of go out on a limb and when you get it wrong and yeah. you're like he's gonna love this and he doesn't you just feel stupid yeah getting when you feel rejected, stupid yeah feeling yeah. stupid in lingerie that's gonna produce some tears getting and, rejected with your lip out you know yeah, yeah one pussy <laughs> lip right <laughs> out that's oh, rough. Uh, cry 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 lock myself right. in the closet i don't blame her and at 22 i didn't know i didn't know that i even it's not like i wasn't interested i wanted to have sex with her i just didn't right. i didn't need all of that the extra like I just was I was God. just like just get up like and I think in my mind I was like why, 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 why so are you doing just, all this has, like has just I, come over here you know yeah and I think right. I was trying to tell her at like when we eventually started talking about it I was like I was like I don't know laundry doesn't like really turn me on it's coming off of you you also could have been you know you could have just just you know fucked her in the moment yeah fucking sport for the amount of times that we fuck you in the moment I we don't so I many times smart enough to say right. like oh my god you look so hot get yeah, over here yeah but that's here. not like, it either yeah it's you not know, it's I didn't like, know to do 
that. look sexy. Yeah, right, right, right. Because right. I, I and I the the move obviously is to do that, and then after the fact, be like, listen, I appreciate the effort. I feel but like this doesn't really do much for me, but I just, I'm still very into you. Thinking you know? back to like hearing about men talk about lingerie, it does seem like they either don't give a flying fuck or it's their fetish. Right. Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Those I'm, are the two options. I, I bet. I bet. Like, there's some people that are very into like leather versions of this. Well, because I had you know, one like, boyfriend who was very into lingerie, but right. like he specifically made that known. Yes, yeah, because it's like right. a canal. Yeah. And like, I'll buy like a you know like a cute set or something that's just like again like on underneath my clothes, and yeah. then when you disrobe, it's there. But it, I don't. I didn't make like a big fucking presentation of of it. Right. The presentation part. That's the twenty. Well, the pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just gotta walk by and see if you. Know notices yeah and then when he doesn't you just lock yourself in the closet and cry. <laughs> yeah yeah that's i did, a like, move for um, I did like that approach that's, <laughs> that's, that's make really me laugh. that's really funny i can't believe i've never done that lock I'm yourself in the closet and cried yeah i cannot believe that <laughs> seems like a nice place to cry quite honestly i know yeah, yeah seriously good acoustics in a closet yeah. um so yeah so that's yeah that's a pretty deep, yeah i feel like we i feel like we've I answered this writer's question a little bit it's just like you know you can't take it personally he might not give a shit about lingerie that's very possible and it's okay it's okay, girl. He just likes you for you. Yeah, you do. You two do seem to need to get better at communicating, though, like yes. and being able to talk about your sex life. You know, because yeah. I feel like that's like the thing. Like you, you start having sex lo- and feeling comfortable having sex long before you feel comfortable talking about the sex that you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could close that gap a little bit, I think humanity would be better. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily, I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids. Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Um, and also, humanity will be better if you come see us live. Woo! Oh, boy. If you live in the Boston area, I'm up there April 14th and 15th at Laugh Boston. Edmonton, Canada, the comic strip, April 20th through the 22nd. Detroit, Michigan, House of Comedy, April 28th and 29th. And Philly, baby, I'm recording a stand-up album at Helium Comedy Club, May 11th through the 13th. And as always, I do have a Patreon, which you could sign up for $5 a month. You'll get episodes of The Voices in Our Heads, my solo podcast, as well as uh, up to four Zooms. Uh, a month where we just like give chat and say what's on our mind and, and I'm really good at giving advice if you have a problem you want to talk out let's fucking go patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson and for right now my tour dates are over but thanks so much to everyone who saw me on the road I'll get more on the books probably for fall in the meantime listen to me on my uh, solo podcast without a country it is on the gas digital network but you can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts and watch the full video which I do recommend 
on YouTube. We're talking drag bands. We're talking uh, the election, which is c- going to come up faster than <laughs> you can even know it. Is DeSantis running? Is Trump running? Is Trump getting uh, arrested? Stormy Daniels? A lot of stuff that is happening in the world that people seem to not really be aware about, but is directly affecting how you live your life. So I would recommend getting, you know, knowing a little bit. Uh, and again, that's called Without a Country, and that comes out on Wednesdays. Yay. All right. Um, how you doing, Mikey? How am I doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. Are yeah. you? You yeah, told, a rough weekend. You told us that you had the worst date that you've ever had. Oh, that was Yo, really we were you at the Third Eye Blind concert yeah, when yeah, I got yeah. it, and I was like, oh, my God. That, well, what? My group texted us over the weekend, <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and we knew there was an emergency. You I, went it, to Queens. It lasted an hour? It lasted less than an hour. 50 wow. minutes. It, was, yeah, it, was it like clocked in. Well, that's date. great that you got out of You both got out of there. Yeah. And stopped wasting each other's time. Was she having a bad time? I think she had to have been, yeah. There's no way. Who ended it? Like um, you, like hey, we should go. Yeah, it was just like, like this is the thing that's so weird about it. It wasn't a bad date. Like I've come in here and I've told you guys about like situations where you know I dated that like smelly girl. I went out with her and I realized that you know, uh, very nice woman, but yeah, really smelled. But yeah, like, there was nothing. There was nothing yeah. about the date about uh, like it wasn't a catastrophe in the sense it of just like was boring it sometimes was just it's almost most better bush- if it's a catastrophe yeah. then you have at least story yeah. exactly right if and it's I've just said that, plain suck there there are so many stories that i have where i was like man that was a bad date but like it was bad in an awesome way yeah like, you look totally. back you're just like man that was wild i will soon forget about this and honestly i did forget about it until a second oh, ago when well, you just good. said it happy but to it remind was, you because it, it wasn't it wasn't memorably bad it was just bad in a way and i always do find this interesting that somebody i don't know if she showed up and just instantly decided that she was not into me and Mm. immediately was like fuck it i'm gonna like i'm ordering one drink phoning it in yeah i'm gonna phone it in for the 50 minutes just like not even present yeah because i i went i went up to astoria to hang out with this chick and how'd you meet on on a dating app yeah okay hinge i guess yeah um and i went up there and uh she i basically went to a bar on her block yeah like i i really accommodated her and so she immediately had no respect for you. No, it was just like, <laughs> is that? Oh, you have no respect for somebody if they come meet you at uh, ah. at a bar close to your apartment. No, nah, I make guys do that. I would make guys do that. I, but, yeah, but yeah, but I kind of know that then 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 I know that I'm holding the power. Listen, I, it doesn't yeah, always make me re- lose respect for a guy if I'm holding the power yeah. because it is fun to know that someone's really into you. But the dynamic needs to it needs to be earned change like pretty swiftly or I know that like there has to be like a way that he like dominates me in some way because if I'm just going to be like the master of this guy that's like not exciting yeah, at all I don't think we had even gotten close to that yeah. you'd dynamic be sur- you'd be you'd be surprised how fa- fast I can move what'd you guys talk <laughs> <laughs> what'd you guys talk about nothing and that was the issue they so were, like what it, kinds of things crickets it was so she's she, this girl was moving to Tampa in sometime in the summer. So then oh, why were so you wasting your time going out on a date with her just to have a summer, quick little spring fling? I, I don't have. It's not like I have anything else happening right now. Uh, okay, but like this is more just, women on so Hinge many, that aren't moving to Tampa. Yeah, so many men I know just just are so frustrated with dating, but then keep going on dates that they're not even interested in, and me thinks that is making you less interested in it's, dating. Yeah, dating isn't like stand up. Like the more hours it's you put in, the better you get at her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know so many men who date like this, and I'm telling you, that's your fucking problem. Well, it was just I just viewed it as like she was attractive. Maybe there was like a yeah, yeah maybe, maybe there was like a little fling. Oh, happening. just maybe to fuck. Okay. okay yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't getting. What was I going to get into a long distance relationship? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Tampa? But I thought that you're actually seeking a long term relationship. So then that, that, well, that that's where my question can't come. But you were like, play. oh, maybe I'll entertain this in terms of like maybe we can fuck. But just, yeah, just because you're yeah. seeking a long term actual just relationship doesn't necessarily mean like if there's not a, if I that's know. not presented. I just know. can't imagine that going on an actual date when all I want to do is fuck. I would just move to the fucking. But anyway. yeah, it's true. I mean, I would love to have done that, but like that wasn't really an option. <laughs> so <laughs> what was, was, say? you're not what hanging in the fuck? right circle. <laughs> yes. Something yes. had to have happened in the 50 minutes that you were together. Like you talked about something. Did she just we like really asking, did not. We really did not. <laughs> you just sat in silence. No, it wasn't like silence, but it was. Did just, you tell her that you have a sister with Down syndrome? That's interesting. I think it did get. I think Ooh, I Mikey's mentioned it. a hero. It. You got to bring that up. Yeah, got to bring that remember. up. It was just like it was like it was literally like pulling teeth uh, to a degree where I didn't even understand why she was there. Yeah, like like if she was that miserable, it was like she, she loathed just, dating. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was like it was I, like she yeah. she felt from the minute she walked in. I could just tell like her body language and like she just did not want to be there. Yeah. So maybe she, she got, maybe like, she got bad news. Yeah. Did beforehand. she look like, like did she look like she had tried to get ready for the date or was she also phoning in like her aesthetic? It's hard to tell because it was a first date. You didn't she know her fine. Yeah, yeah. But you can you know? tell when someone you can tell. Was there mascara on her eyelashes? I can't really remember. Okay. Well, because I wonder if it's like if like mascara is just like lingerie. It's just for us. Yeah, <laughs> men don't give a fuck. No, a, li- a little dash of makeup is a nice thing. <laughs> I wonder. I like that. Careful now, Mikey. Yeah, dash, like. You know. I wonder if it's more like because I'm trying to figure out the difference between her showing up and then not being attracted to you, or if just like she. So a bunch of like shit happened maybe in her she found day. Her ex boyfriend that she, she was or was yeah. not so in love with is like dating her friend or something, and she's like, "Fuck!" and she didn't want to talk to you. Or back. Maybe she, she just had like yet. a really bad day at work. Like it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, like because I'm. It I was just, just trying to that. figure out the difference between those two because I think sometimes people think like keeping the date, even if you're going to show up in a bad mood, is like better. But when in reality, not. I think it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, you're yeah. wasting it. No one, no New Yorker likes their time wasted. That no. was such, and that was such a waste. The of time. last thing we I want. mean, we could recreate part of the date. Christina, ask me a question. Uh, Mikey, what do you do for a living? I I, uh, I produce podcasts. Oh, cool. Do you like it? Yeah. Well, you're not giving a lot here either, Mike. Yeah, so you're playing the girl, though? I'm like the girl. Yeah, yeah, so the girl oh. was like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, it was yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was literally like, it was like a shrug and then a one word answer. Okay. And then so maybe was she was introverted, like, too. It could have been okay. that. I don't know. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, it was just. And Did again, she ask you any questions? Um,. When when I really forced her hand, yes. <laughs> so when you were just like, I'm going to be silent until yeah. you ask me something. And I, that was the thing. I try to really be a good Russian listener roulette, on dates because I, I, I do think that there's something to it's a lot like podcasting where I think if people leave this the interaction feeling like they talked a lot. Uh, and you actually listen to them, they feel really good about it. They're like, man, that was great. I really had a great time with Mike. He was because well, now they we just all know your tricks. Time. It's not even a trick. Sounds I just like think a little it's... bit of an industry trick to me. <laughs> I just think it's like, I think people leave interactions with you feeling better when they feel like they've got a lot of, uh, like, like word in. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so I was actively trying to do that, but the fact that there was just like, not really usually when you, she wasn't giving you much yeah, conversation, you expand on things. Once right. there's, you know, you ask a follow up question, you, you know, uh, direct conversation just goes in a bunch of different directions. And this was just, I mean, I have been on dates with people like that before and they've been salvageable, 
But this <laughs> one was just like it's not good when you when you're describing a date and you have to whip out the word salvage. Well, yeah, that's what you, that's a word you use for a junkyard. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah right. Scrap metal. Yeah, <laughs> after car crash. Those are obviously not people that I dated. Really, yeah, like right. I went on right. one date with, and I really try to never have a bad date because I try to at least not trying hard enough. Like if I'm there, like I'm gonna try to at least like have good right. Good, well, good let's vibe. make this time that we yeah. have together like enjoyable at right. least for this. For in the moment. So yeah, maybe you guys are right. Maybe she just wasn't into, maybe she had a bad day. Maybe, yeah. maybe she is just naturally introverted. It just was kind of, and I mean, I, did I guess, you text or DM on the dating app like a bunch beforehand? Not too much. Okay. We, I think it is better to just get into it. Yeah. We had matched in like the middle of the week and then we had a drink Friday. Mm, so it okay. wasn't so really not much time. Yeah. Not too much time. We talked mm. a little bit. But, and she was like very receptive when you asked her, do you want to go for a drink? She like said, yes, oh, yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Interesting. We, it seemed like it was like, uh, uh, like a slam dunk kind of. Oh, did it, she think you were like six foot five or something? I'm trying to think of what the issue would be because you're it's it's not like you photograph just as handsome as you are. Oh, yeah, that's very nice. So I mean, it's true because I was <laughs> so I'm like thinking what like, what could it be? Because yeah, I, was she I, I you're not a catfish. Right. It was very strange. And I really did. I, I it did feel like that vibe where it was just like when you instantly walk in and you're just like, I'm not into this person. Right. But, you know, and that's obviously her. Right. It was just it was very strange. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I can think of is like, OK, like you're you're not short, but you're not like six. You know, you're not if, someone, if someone's looking for a giant, you're not a giant. Certainly not. No. That's the only thing I could be possibly think of just because women tend to be such height queens. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I mean, I guess on one hand, there's two ways you can look at that 50 minute date you could say like what a waste of time you could also say wow it's done in 50 minutes well no you that's know, like, great sure. yeah because so i think i hear way too way too many stories about people like staying on dates for a, a long amount of time and also going out to dinner for the first date is fucking dumb if you really oh, yeah. think about it because then you're just like going out for one drink or a cup of coffee is like the way because yeah. then you know you know there's chemistry right away and you know yeah. and then you want to want to you want to have dinner i think every first date should be 50 minutes to be honest because then if you want to see each other again, amazing. And if you don't, perfect. You got out early. For me, it's either going to be 50 minutes or like 17 hours. Yeah, right. right. I'm fine with things going long. Like right. if you like somebody, like I, I don't want to leave. I love I'm a whimsical first date. Oh, yeah, yeah mm. right. That turns into the next morning. Oh, right, you're right. just codependent and the toxic. That's so good. Oh, I, I fucking love, love a long first date. And she's yeah. moving her stuff in and then. Yeah. yeah right. Stephen and I have like Everybody's a fantasy. very, like Stephen and I had like a 16 hour long first date. That's the fucking best. awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. Unforgettable. So yeah, yeah. fun. Well, I'm glad to hear you got in and you got out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't listen, the way I, you wanted, but I, uh, I, I uh, it's good to know that. I mean, it's nice when you can check somebody off and you can be like, "I right, tried it. Clearly, not any chemistry here at all." Yeah, but she like kept telling me how tired she was and stuff. I was like, oh, "All right, boy. get out of here. Just yeah. go home. I'll walk yeah. you home. And we'll get." Yeah, get it just seems like she probably. It, it seems like she just shouldn't have shown up. She was yeah, very disinterested. Should have yeah. just canceled it. And I, I, I really do on a Friday night. If if you're gonna go on a date, like, and make you don't want to go, man. go can like cancel. That's yeah. fine. I'll, I'll make. I'll find. Yeah, something. Do, even do. if you're just hanging out with yourself, like right. that's way more fun. Right. Could have been packing. I could have done. Right. All sorts what of shit, you would know? you have done if she walked in and then said, I'm sorry, I didn't want I just I'm just started not feeling well on the way here. And I didn't want to like just text you um, and say that I couldn't come. But I, I really can't stick around. Like, like if she used that as kind of a cover up for the fact that she walked in and she's not interested in you, but obviously it's not going to be like, I'm not attracted to you because that's a fucked up thing to say to someone. How would you have reacted if she said that? Uh, That's a good question. 
Because I feel like you probably would have been annoyed and we still would have gotten a text message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's part of it. I think going to... You were already technically in Queens. Right, but still, a story is so far from everything. Yeah. I think that... Yeah, all first dates are in Manhattan, guys. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what everyone's doing. I mean, uh, I guess unless you guess, bo- and you, unless you both don't live in right, which we don't right, like the at same the, place at the yeah. time. Yeah, that is the case. Yeah. But now that I'm moving to Manhattan, I'm never gonna. I'm. I already decided. Like, it's funny because now I think about it, and I'm like, it's crazy that any woman left Manhattan to go on a date with me anywhere but Manhattan. Yeah, I've certainly never you know? left the borough to go on a date with someone. That's fucking crazy. Ask. I, I texted another group of friends about this date, and and I was like, I, I was bitching about going to Astoria. My friend Adam. Adam goes, yeah, now you're moving to Manhattan. You never have to go to Astoria again. Ever again. <laughs> All so those think- Williamsburg gr- girls are going to come over the bridge to see you. Because <laughs> yeah, I know right. that's how you like them. That's- those Williamsburg girls. With a lot of carnival. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. But I don't Help know. I, I think if she had showed up, the Astoria factor is a big problem. That yeah. would probably would have like made me upset. But I think... Yeah, I mean the Astoria Factor. Brutal. Mike Coscarelli's dating story <laughs> on the Astoria Factor. That's really Mike funny. bitches about having to go to Astoria. That's Would so you do funny. that to somebody? Would you show up and be like, I, I last no, I wouldn't. But I'm just saying, like, if you're, if like, I also would be better at performing like I was having an okay time. Yeah, yeah. I, and also you yeah. be, you be, you know, you're you're obviously not going to be repulsed by the person if you swiped them on a dating app. So I'm like, oh, maybe there's something about his personality I could like. Let's find out. Oh, I. I I've definitely gone on dates with people where they look drastically different and oh, I was attracted really? to them on their picture and they did oh. not not in real life. Yes. That's never happened to me. Yeah. Really. A lot of times it's something kind of more like they're a lot more like effeminate in person, which mm. didn't photograph something that. like that. Yeah. yeah that's not right. going to be a good thing for me. Yeah. So send them my way. Baby. But I, I was still I'm like still nice and like cordial to people. And I could also can tell like when I show up and someone's like into it or they're not into it and I'm not offended if they're not yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fine. I mean, it's like now after the fact, it doesn't really matter. It's just yeah. more like, like I said, I was kind of already. You're upset in the moment, until... though, because you texted us. Oh, I was very upset. in the yeah. moment. I just felt like my time was wasted in a way where it was just like, how do you not even how do you not even like attempt to talk to somebody? Right. Yeah. Uh, right. No, I, I would know. definitely make weird make yeah. banter. Yeah. yeah. I would have been like, why are you here? Right. <laughs> That's how it felt. Girl, why are you here? Yeah. So, but, um, you know, onward and upward. Hell yeah, baby. Moving on. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Mike Good luck sched- in Tampa. Mike's scheduling like a fucking date for like the day he moves. He's <laughs> boxing it up. He's going. Oh my God. Um, Do you want to help me? Do you want to help me move? <laughs> hey, babe. Hey, if you're serious in? about this, you know, grab a box. Jesus wow. Wow. <laughs> Spoken like a true dick. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Um, how are you? Do you have anything you wanted to? No, talk we're about recording yet? two, two intros because I was in Ireland, so she didn't go yet. But she did go yet. You know, um, guys, our 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 guest today, uh, he's he's coming back on the show, uh, right? He's been on the show before. Yeah, he was one of yeah. our first guests when we were back at Stand Up New York Studios right. ages ago. Oh my god, this is so exciting! He's a and then we did like a joint episode at his house in California. Oh, too. Oh right, yeah. Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah, he's yeah. been on thrice, and this is making his third. Uh, guys, you fucked debut. He's a stand up comedian. Currently touring his new hour of stand-up comedy, which is called uh, "Never Promised You a Rose Garden," mm-hmm. and he is the co-host of the Taste Buds podcast with Salvo Cano. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Joe DeRosa.
We are here with Ball of Sunshine, stand-up comedian, bar owner, Joe DeRosa. Little Mr. Sunshine, I <laughs> yes. was thinking. We got to redo it with you. Maybe you'll do the dance. It'll yeah. be great. I feel- what do you think, Joe? That's the big That's the big ending to I Didn't Promise You a Rose Garden. <laughs> Musical ending. Musical number. Deluxe version. I feel like I could play. Um, I would be good in the Alan Arkin uh, role in that movie. Yes. Like just- <laughs> I like that you just cast yourself as like a grandfather. Well, what else could you're I play? You're in your 40s, Joe. You're, uh, yeah. you're like trying to skip ahead. <laughs> you do have grandpa energy, though. I, I always have, my whole life. So I does mean. Mike. So maybe yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Maybe it's something about being, like, I know you're not actually, but like being raised as an Italian man. <laughs> it is. Yeah, there is. I, I, it's like I, I was doing the, um, I was, I did, uh, the Keith and the girl, uh, 24 hour, like marathon thing mm-hmm. yesterday. And, uh, I was complaining about how, <laughs> how you can't get keys copied anymore. And like yeah. the staff at the bar loses keys all the time. And I was just like, it's, it's maddening because you can't, like, they, they make it hard to copy keys, which is good for security. Oh, but when yeah. you run a bar and you got to get keys made, people lose them. And, so, and Keith just goes, I'm Joe Rosa, and everybody's trying to fuck me all the time. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I sound like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I was like, you really just nailed it. That's it part of your charm. <laughs> Thank oh you. God. You remind me so much of my ex-boyfriend, but a much more pleasant version of him. Okay. Uh, but in so many ways. Okay. The clothes, right. the taste, the ever. It's, it's just, it's, uh, it's. Loves vinyl. Loves vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> loves <Records>. complaining. <laughs> loves <laughs> complaining. Okay. But at least you have a smile on your face when you do it. So that's more tolerable. I do. Uh. Wait, did you even just have an issue with how I that I called it vinyl instead of records? No, no, no. I was making a joke. Oh. Like, loves vinyl. Like that could mean a lot of things. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, no, no. I was like, Jesus, because I saw a sign in like the the Essex market the other day that yeah. was like, it's vinyl, not vinyls. And I was like, well, who's calling it vinyls to begin with? Like, so, I've never yeah. even heard that, that there needed to be a sign about it. That's that is some fucking hipster dildo. Like that's yeah. like, dildo like, cunt ass bullshit. <laughs> I try not to use hipster as an insult anymore because it's become it's like saying so snowflake yeah. right, it's the opposite yeah. of saying snowflake and um but that's a scenario where it's like you are such a fucking hipster that you put that fucking sign up yeah and by the way you have a shop in the essex market fuck off yeah well let's yeah. stop acting like we're like like we're struggling in here for the cause oh yeah everything's you know? like a million dollars in there <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah crazy yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. okay but no i was not sighing at all i was <laughs> making a joke about the mm. definition of vinyl got it and then i was <laughs> Retracting because Christina was complimenting me and I didn't oh. like it. <laughs> oh. You hate compliments? I don't take them very well. Do you have high self esteem? In that cer- face, <laughs> you just made. in certain ways, like like I'm, I do feel confident about my worth and what I can bring to the table for something. But I def- definitely suffer from imposter syndrome and I don't take mm. compliments very well. Uh, I, my, my, my biggest issue is this. I scrutinize other people so much and I see so many douche chill behaviors on the internet Mm. and in life that make me want to puke. Yep. I am always afraid of emitting those behaviors. Well, maybe they, they, they make you want to puke so much because you're afraid of them in yourself. It could be that it could be that, but like just people that. The, the idea of the celebration of yourself or, or hashtag best life and that kind of thing. <laughs> Even hearing you say hashtag best life feels like there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> it just does. It's, 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 it's like, grating. The celebration of your fucking self. <laughs> there's, I mean, certain people do it in a way that I like. 
Like I was gonna say, you Corinne do it does. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you did. Like the painting you have in your uh, uh, apartment, <laughs> like the, the first, mural. That's yeah. secret. Yeah, it's not like I'm like putting it out. I mean, it's it's just funny to see people react the first time they they walk in. It's very funny though because you say not the painting's not funny. I mean, right, yeah, the, yeah. the your thing with it is funny is because you'll say. Like the first time I came to your house, you were like, you were like, yes, that's a six foot mural of me. Fuck <laughs> off. And I was like, 16 it, foot. <laughs> or 16 foot. And I was like, six. Much more dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like the, there, like, I would call that like, there's like the Joan Rivers approach where it's like, it's sure. like, oh, fuck you. I, yes, my napkin holders are gold. Fuck you. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, that's, I like that. I can get on board with that. Like, I can get on board with a rapper being like, yeah, I think I'm the shit. Yeah, <laughs> or, right. You know, That's to, true. To an you extent. do love hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Gets to a Kanye level where you're like, pipe down, Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Slow your roll. <laughs> but there are other versions of it that come, I think, mainly from the self-help arena. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, it just, it, people, I can't explain it. I can't really define it. There's just a fine line between confidence and and self. Well, some people are making it up. Some people's confidence is bullshit. Well, that's like the the whole. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Grammys yesterday? Because that was no. my that was my note on it. Like, no. you know, and I and I want I don't want to like target Lizzo because I actually like Lizzo. Uh, it's it's Lizzo's fans I have a problem with. It's not Lizzo the oh, artist sucks. herself. Right. It's 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 what the media has created around Lizzo yes. that yeah. I hate. Um, and it's just like it's a force to celebration right. that like it, that you're just like and then you're we're also celebrating her for like things that are outside of her control mm-hmm. like you wouldn't celebrate someone for being really skinny right outwardly I, also, I mean maybe in your right. head you would it also feels right. like Lizzo's just like can you just let me live and yeah. fucking rap and sing and play the flute please yeah. I don't want to be like your hero for these things it's she wrote all weird, these hit songs just, she's so talented she has yeah. a great personality she's fun as fuck and, and she's a great artist and then but but it's so like <laughs> the fans put it you on a so pedestal. forced and yeah. I was like this is really hard to I, standing ovations for everyone so standing yeah. ovations mean nothing anymore yeah well that's the th- well yeah and I I was talking about this on a new thing I'm working on that I'm I know I'm not ready to announce it but it's coming out soon Ooh, but anyway sick tease sick tease uh, but anyway I was talking about this and uh. I said I said my problem with body positivity is not the concept of body positivity that's a great thing sure my problem with it is that we're applying all the negative shit that body positivity was created to to fight against to fight against and now applying it it's like body positivity shouldn't be but you say I'm hot too, right? It's like, no, that's not body positivity. Right. That's 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 all the gross shit of the other thing that we were saying sucked. Right. Yeah. Pos- true body positivity to me is like, I don't care what you think. Don't say shit about me. Fuck you. We're all comfortable. <laughs> Get out of my way. Like, and then that's that's the end of it. You know, well, that's why they tried to ch- they they changed it to body neutrality. You know, oh you can't God. even you can't even keep up with these fucking <laughs> people. I what think does we that should... wait? What, it just mean means like no, what does that mean, it no. just means like you have a body and it works and like kind of stop talking so much well, about that, it because toxic right. positivity started like you know no, there there were so many articles then about like toxic positivity and how like it's actually very uh, bad to be positive about any everything because. Everything Everything in life is not positive. Right. right. And well, to and, and it's insanity to believe that it is. Also, right. just thinking yes. about yourself and the way you act in the world and the way human beings react to each other is fucking exhausting. It takes away from you just existing. It's you know? so it's just it's just so I mean, Jesus Christ, people think I'm fucking grumpy. It's like 
the comments. There's a lot to be grumpy about, to be sure, fair. Sure. But the, in the comp, but the comments, the one thing I try not to do is I try to keep it on my own terms, meaning like I, I, I admit my grumpiness on my platform. Yeah. I don't go to your platform and leave compliment, com, uh, comments about what you're doing. Also, or you saying. don't bring the energy down when you like talk to people. So you don't, you right, know what well, I mean? You don't that's leak on. arguable. We know well, what, <laughs> I would say it's funny. We know when, what we're funny. getting when we sign up for Joe yes. and it's our fault at this, at a certain point. Well, what she said, yes. But also too, like it's, it's insane to me that like, so yesterday I posted a thing about, I hate even talking about it because it, it shows that I saw it <laughs> or that I'm giving attention to it. But I posted a thing about this ripoff of Tetris where they try to trick you into thinking it's actually Tetris to oh. buy it. And I posted a thing about it on Instagram and I go, this this kind of shit infuriates me. It's not enough that they stole a fucking game thing that they had no right to steal. They're trying to trick unknowing buyers into thinking it's the actual game. Yes. Fuck you, block puzzle. Like, this is fucking gross and I hate that. Whatever. And somebody wrote like, <laughs> your life is pretty fucking charmed. This is what you're upset about. People it's love like, to say that. Yeah, People love to say really that. They really do. And it's like, but I would never go to that guy's feed yeah. and go to his post you're and better go, than him. this is what I think about what you just wrote. Right. And I'm against it because it's like, dude, you realize you're on my thing, right? Like yeah. I'm giving you a playground. Why would the, the audacity of commenters at this point that I they know. think that it's owed to them to come shit on us on a, on a playground that we are building for them. Right. It's so fucking crazy. I'm sure you've talked about this constantly on the show. We just but experience like, it a lot. It's it, it finally stopped bothering me because I just, I just had to, you talk back the second I get fucking heated when that shit happens good. and I go on a diatribe in my head and I stalk their page and I'm like, you you fucking loser. And then yeah. I'm like, this is not, this is such a waste of time. Me and Jay, I was co-hosting Bonfire once with, with Jay Okerson. And he, we did this thing. We were laughing so hard. We were finding hate mail messages that people sent us. And then we were going to their profiles. And the, uh. the joke was going from what they, the, the juxtaposition. Well, that's why of what they're they, hating. Yeah. Of what they, well, but here's the thing. This is what was crazy. It was the juxtaposition of the, the venom and what they were saying to who they were in the profile. Right, 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 right. So it would literally be like, <laughs> you fucking dog shit cunt. I hope you choke on your own blood. You're worthless. And then yeah. you would go and it would be like, proud father of three. Yeah, dude. Like, always like, a father. Yes. Girl daddy. Yeah, always and a girl <laughs> dad. Always a girl. The girl Follow dad. Christ. When the girl dads announce it, they're pieces of shit. It's so it wild. seems like when it's yeah. part of their profile and they identify with it. I had a woman. I just I posted. I reposted something that Beyonce had posted a, like last week of her tour. She's going on tour and she's like this gorgeous. Like her tits are out. It's fucking beautiful. Sure. And I just shared it. And this woman, this woman was a comment. She she DMs me and she's like, I just think it's really sad and pathetic that Beyonce feels she needs to resort to exposing her body to sell tickets. I'm like, in That's my head, I'm like, that ugly you people stupid say. fucking yeah. bitch. That's not what. She she's doing that's not what's selling her tickets it's but i was like exhausting. no but i try think i try different things because i'm like this is low stakes i don't give a shit about this person let me try to conjure up a, a more thoughtful response like the way that corinne responds to to assholes on the internet it's very calm it's not you that's know how you know i'm real fucking psycho well i love it though <laughs> because you, you're very succinct and you say what you need to say in a way that doesn't um rile the other person up no, oh, because I have a voodoo doll at home, so I don't even need to. 
I just put a spell on them. I just put them in a fuck. I cat did a black magic jar on you, fucking psycho. Well, it it worked to hell because the way you communicate in those situations is very admirable. And so I'm like, I try to channel my inner Corinne, and I said, you know, I hey, you know, she sells out arenas, and it's mostly women and gay men. I doubt that her titties are why she's, you know, whatever, something like it's that. So crazy. And then she she responded back with the same thing. So I was like, she's not listening. And then I looked at her profile, and she was like, positive vibes only. And I'm like, you fucking dumb bitch. Because people. What? Yeah. Positive vibes have, only? That's why I don't believe any of that stuff. There, there's, I'm sorry. No, I was trying to make a joke about live, laugh, love, but I couldn't think of another L word that meant something terrible fast enough. Lick. Well, <laughs> I need a thesaurus. There's an old, there's an old, not, it's from later in his career, but there's an old George Carlin routine where he talks about um, snitches and he, he or squealers. Sorry, he says squealers. When does this? When did this nation become a nation of rats and squealers? And the example he uses as the crux of the entire bit is: it was right at the time that truck drivers had the bumper stickers that said "One eight hundred, how's my driving?" Call and and he uses that as an exam as the initial example. And he goes, "It seems like a small thing, but it's not." And cut to th- almost thirty years later, he was a thousand percent right. It, it 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 that was the catalyst to snitching and all all this other shit but that hearing that put a thing in my head of like trying to recognize the 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 germ before it becomes the epidemic and like you know one of those things for me was this thing where people start bending the definitions of words Mm -hmm. and they and that was always my problem with my problem with saying the use of tradi- – like we are talking about body positivity. Mm-hmm. My problem with the traditional use of hot and using it as a sta- – I never had a problem. I agree. That's a toxic standard to set. But when people started saying hot can mean anything, it's like, no, it can't. Yeah. It's right. a word that has a definition. You can think of another word or you can use another word. Not hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugly, there we go. For instance. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Repulsive. Unfuckable. <laughs> But you touch know, it with my dad's dick. Yeah, but like the, but no, but like the, the, but the concept that we can, we'll, we'll just take a word and now it'll mean this, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not what it means. I have a thing in my act right now about like economic hierarchy, where it's like, has everybody boss bit hashtag boss bitch themselves out of their own common sense? It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can call yourself boss all you want. There's a such thing as a boss though, yeah, and a boss is going to be the boss of the thing. And just right. because you say I'm a boss too doesn't mean you are, and doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're you get a to circumvent what a, an economic hierarchy is, and mm-hmm. like, and I know I sound a little Jordan Petersony or whatever, but like, but like. It, it, it's not a bad because we're not having the real conversation. We're not having the conversation about how do we then change that hierarchy so it's more inclusive or more fair or more diplomatic, less capitalistic, Capital, less capitalistic, yeah. right? We don't have that conversation. That's because that conversation takes effort, and then people have to do work, and you have to make changes. Well, I don't even know how to change it. Yeah, yeah. But, how do you change it? It's well, that's a why really we really ta- daunting problem. Yeah, that, you know? I was kind of talking on without a country last the last week about just this. It's exactly it's like I think the reason why conversations like these uh, shallow conversations became so popular is because the world is becoming more and more overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so, what we can do as a society is get the green M M&M and M to change her shoes. But what we can't do is figure out why Tyree, uh, you know, Nichols exactly. is being uh, beaten within an inch of his life and then dying because of you know what was supposed to be a routine. 
routine traffic stop. No, you're exact. You're you're a hundred percent right. It's a distraction. Right. It's. I just watched yeah. the trailer for. And knowing that is very important. Sure. Knowing what's distraction, sure. and what's not. And again, it's in these little like the Carlin thing. It's in these little inane instances where you go, no, 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 that means more than you think it means, right? Yeah. So like like today, I watched the trailer for the remake. Of white men can't jump. Oh my god! I saw that yesterday <laughs> at the movie. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Another remake that That's has so funny. I don't even understand who the audience is. I know anybody that remembers white men can't jump doesn't want to remake. <laughs> the new audience doesn't care. Like, just make a basketball. No one movie. wanted that remake. Yeah, so crazy. And yes, let's put. Nothing against Jack Harlow is a great rapper, but let's put a rapper mm. as the star for no apparent reason. That's the only reason I was going to see it, quite honestly. He's, he's uh, a babe. They had to do it. They had to do it for creepos like me. <laughs> I didn't know he was a babe. That's well, interesting. Uh, okay. I'll lick his hiney. He's, he's a great rapper. Uh, Don't care. But <laughs> yeah, truly, doesn't matter. Yeah, Take but, your shirt off, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that. But dude, here's the thing: in the trailer, and I called my friend my. Pat Walsh, who I do a movie podcast with, and we were going back and forth about it. And I, I just was like, this fucking industry learns nothing. There's a joke in the trailer where Jack Harlow goes, I am the P.T. Anderson of psychological basketball warfare. And the <laughs> mm-hmm. the black actor goes, who I apologize, I don't know his name. He goes, who is P.T. Anderson? And Jack Harlow goes, he's only our greatest living director. And then the black actor goes, Spike Lee is our greatest living director. And you're like, could this be any more stereotypical? Like, they think they learned by changing the Eminem shoes. Right. Look, we're having a black character on equal footing with a white character. And the black character challenges him. That's not what the fuck this is about. Right. You're still depicting the white and black characters as complete stereotypes. Right. Even in the most basic hackneyed writing class, you would go have the black guy like P.T. Anderson and have the white guy like right, Spike Lee. Right, That's the hackiest also, first like, choice of an improv. Yeah, yeah. A young person would never call, I, I mean, unless they're like, Anderson they is wouldn't not, say Spike Lee. They would say Jordan Peele or something. Like if we're going to pick a, like a black director that they, it just like doesn't even make sense. It's right. like an old it's, person wrote yeah, the script. It's condescending yeah, exactly. and it's, it's insulting. <laughs> Spike yeah. Lee, what? I mean, yeah. When's the last time he even released anything? I mean, I, obviously a legendary director, but that's not like, it's just a hilarious that like as someone in their early 20s would be like, it's about Spike yeah. Lee. Like, no, they wouldn't. I remember, I remember the, uh, the two commentaries I heard about that from, from comics who were also writers. I remember one time I heard somebody talk to, like 20, literally 20 years ago, I heard somebody talk to Jeff Ross about a TV idea. And he mm. goes, and the, uh, he goes, the, uh, the daughter is <laughs> the eight year old daughter is wise by beyond her years. And Jeff Ross goes, that's what they do when a 40 year old man has to write it. <laughs> like, Cause they have no idea how what to just it, write uh, a kid. Yeah. Right, and then right. to me that was, I was like, was she molested? Because yeah. that's the only reason like an eight year old would be wise soul. beyond yeah. her years. Yeah. She's an old soul. Like she experienced yeah. the terrors of humanity at a very young age. And then I remember Dave Attell was talking about, it was when the Red and Meth TV show came out. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of both of them, but it was it was not a good show. Damn. But uh, he goes, Dave was talking to me and Jay Okerson about it, and he goes, he goes, you know how they write these shows, right? He goes, 
white guys write it and then they hire black guys to come in and like black it up. Ah. He goes, so they sit in a room and they're like, how would you say phone call? And the guy goes, hey, dog, it's time to ring a ding. And he goes, and they just change it. So then it just sounds like a thing a white person wrote with these like out of place references in it that make no sense. And he's right. That's what they fucking did. And now – now, even with diverse writing rooms, they still haven't learned how to like actually organically write these things. They're right. still just written as if that is still what's happening. Yeah. So you have the. You, I've been called in. I've been called into girl something up before. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, ah, we need. Uh, it was just a bunch of dudes. And they're oh, like, yeah. How many times has the female character yeah. in a show or a movie script been like? so boring and bland and you're like you don't give a fuck about this chick at all like she shouldn't even exist and if you're not pick, gonna write her they pick the absolute wrong targets with it they yeah. pick like when they go after something they go after the big fancy puffy with sparkly thing so they can get press and people say and when you go it's on you that's an unnecessary casualty you're they go no no it's all gets us it doesn't it hurts the fucking thing like they went after tarantino for once upon a time in Hollywood, this drives me crazy. There's a press conference thing where the, where a female reporter goes, why would you give Margot Robbie so little to do in this movie? It's like, what? do you think that's how movies work? Margot Robbie wasn't given too little to do. Quentin Tarantino was such a famous director. Margot Robbie took a fucking tiny part in his movie. Yeah. This was all just evenly. Her feet weren't nice enough. So he was like, cut the screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut yeah, the yeah. screen time on this big book. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> Why are you going after him for this movie? Like, because yeah. she has a small part in it. There's plenty well, of other reasons to go after Tarantino. I don't know that that her role in it was the yeah. reason. Right. Or go or go after the thing that is writing paper thin female characters right, on right, right. purpose week after week. The TV show yeah. that's doing it week after week. And it's like, well, we can't do that because there isn't a big showy fucking press conference at con. Mm. Or maybe just constantly on like climate change and who yeah. cares about any of these things. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the bottom, the, I think at the spine of all of these issues is like we're going farther away from our own humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's not being honored. When our humanity is not being honored, it's when we're being condescend, like talked down to by mm-hmm. pop culture. It's so fucking gross and embarrassing and humiliating and degrading. Mm-hmm. And so, but the, the only way to counter that is to express your humanity. Yes. Yes. Through, through your art. That's it. Yes. But there's, there's, I agree with you. I think. Because then people go, oh, that's what it, that's the good stuff. You know what I mean? They're creating. You need examples of this is fucking beautiful and juicy. It makes me think or makes me scared or makes me question whatever the fuck it is. Whatever humanity, you know, mirror gets held to you. I think they're, uh, it's very sad and it's very frightening. I think they're, they're making it harder and harder to express your humanity because now your, your expression is so scrutinized. Right. Well, yeah. And you have to really not care. You have to really wade through that, uh. Mm. Look, the fact and, that, and not getting opportunities probably because you're not following, you know, going with the grain. The fact that an algorithm could, yeah, it's, and it and it does, it has happened to yeah. to you know just to use an example to to certain black voices on Instagram, it will take down a post because that black voice or that black person is is expressing certain language or certain words that ring a bell in the algorithm and then the post gets taken down. Yeah. It happens to white people too. It happens to Asian. It happens to all kinds of people, but that's terrifying to me. Yeah. You know, this fucking, I, I, it, it drives me fucking crazy with comedians, especially because comedians are supposed to be, 
the the people that are a little askew and a little outside the box. Sure. Right. And there's been a and great pushing the envelope, but they want to get the th- the 30 minute Comedy Central special that no one's going to watch exactly because the network is dying. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing, Corinne. It's like Clip we it. have been gifted through and honestly, because of podcasts like this, I'm not saying that to suck up. Oh, I agree. Podcasts like this have are are one of the things. And this is one of the tentpole podcasts in the podcast department. But there are other elements <laughs> in other departments, it's right? real conversations. That have kicked – it's real conversations, but have kicked the doors open to free up <clears throat> com- people, comedians in particular, to function outside of these traditional things like Comedy Center, kowtowing the network. Yeah. Sure. Great. We have these freedoms now. We can create on our own. We can do all these other things. And what are most comedians doing now? They're going over to the other thing that allows them freedom, and now they're fucking kowtowing to that algorithm. Mm-hmm. And they're they're treating the algorithm exactly in the same way they treated the suits on the other right. side of the desk. I and know. it drives me fucking crazy. And it's weird, but it's like, is there a way to kind of like work with the algorithm so that your good human content gets pushed in? <laughs> because I, think- I, fi- I find myself coming to terms with that all the time. I think if you, I think you can, you obviously utilize, the algorithm is is part of publicity. You utilize publicity, obviously. Nobody is going to turn down. If somebody came to you and said, we'll give you the cover of Rolling Stone, you'd be an idiot to go, nah, I'm good. You utilize the tool. Yeah. But you don't. But you don't sacrifice your own self. Yeah, you don't enslave yourself to it and make it the only reason that anything is getting uh, that you're doing is getting eyes you create quality and right you, don't and you, stray from your humanity and start to say fuck you maybe this doesn't yield results it happens yeah. like you know it happens I, I fucking had eight fucking podcasts that i never made a goddamn dime from before i made a dime from fucking podcasting yeah. for you guys it was the reverse yeah you hit on on the first one and, and it was then it, great. Then it was a big downward spiral. Yeah. Hell <laughs> I know, yeah. You, I know eventually you did you shacked up with me. That's how bad it was. Ooh, exclusive. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. But you know, it's like it happens differently for everybody. It's yeah, like it's yeah. like yeah, and the comparing, you know, and I think we're, I think humans are, be, our human spirit is being exhausted by the constant pushing of comparing yourself. Like you can't, you can't get away from it if you tried. Like it doesn't, like your sense of self can be so intact and it's really hard. Like I get, I am constantly facing anxiety of like, oh, someone else is doing this and they're doing it better and they're doing it faster yeah. and they're doing it more and oh my God, I want to yeah. die. You know? Yeah, exhausting. no, no, I know, I know. But I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I, do you have that? Do you have that too? Do you get that like comparative comparison uh, anxiety or whatever you want to call it? I don't. I don't who are we comparing ourselves to? Just what? what, what, what just everything. Just anything that you're you want to do. There's always there's already somebody doing it in front of you, better and faster and strong. You know, mm. it 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 just feels like. I mean, stand up in general. I mean, living in New York is definitely like you know you know five nights a week I see someone who's so good that I go why would I even keep trying. Uh, but other than that, not really. I don't really find. I don't know. I can always, you can always find something weird to do. And and yeah. also but also like most of art is something that's derivative of something else anyway, so it's like not a big deal. I yeah, think there's also a good balance right. too. I think what you just said is <clears throat> it can motivate you. We all do that. I think the second you don't feel uh 
as an artist ashamed when you look at another piece of art by somebody else, you should feel that sometimes and right. go, what am I doing? God yeah, damn it. But then know? I went to the MoMA last week and, and I was harder. like, this is garbage. Yeah. Right. A lot too, of highbrow right? shit is bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, this, uh, this is, well, it was so and funny. Everybody's been tricked to like it. Well, I mean, you would just think because it's in the MoMA and you're like, it's, you know, on like, on a, like a nice pristine white wall. I mean, there yeah. was literally a painting that was just like white, and then there were some marks in it from, I guess, where the brush was. And I said to my friend, I was there with Liz, uh, Nathan McIntosh's girlfriend, just to paint a picture of who she might be. Um, she's very sweet, though. <laughs> and uh, and and she's her own person, not just Nate's girlfriend. I love that. But um, but I was like, I was like, Liz, are we being gaslit right now? I was right. like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this is like a, if I was creating a joke of me museum, I would have put this painting in it. Yeah. And, well, and made people think that this was more than it was. was it's nothing. And whoever created that. I, um, that was not anything. It's the, no effort. I, I don't. And if you put effort into that, you wasted your fucking time. I don't know. Was what there another? I, I when I was. see stuff like that, I try to. I try to look. I, I hear you. I try to look and go. Well, wait. Does this other person? Does this person have a greater body of work? And this is just one thing. And this is right. the one thing they have here. And oh wow, look at that thing. He's. They've yeah, got the not goods. everything can be a hit, but, but then that so, one was barely tried. Yeah, sometimes you find that and you go fuck. Sometimes you go ah, maybe it's here just because that's the one piece they could get. So, but the other times guess, you look yeah. it up and you go, no, this this is this is gasoline. This person that's, sucks. That's, and this is some fucking bunch of foofy fucking people at a cocktail art event. And going. they're all going, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah or maybe they're it. amazing because they found a way to trick us into thinking something was good when it's not and maybe right. I'm just jealous. Sure, sure. That would be a great angle, like a Banksy angle. It's like, oh, you're going to buy this thing for a lot of money? I'm going to shred it in front of you. Yeah. But I have you ever heard of Meow Wolf? No. Oh my God. They no have thing. all these art installations. They have a theme park that we went to in, in Minnesota, Missouri. Oh, that's uh, cool. I forget where. I think uh, wasn't that in Colorado, that one? It might have been. I don't know. Somewhere um, in the middle of the country we were touring. Yeah, and then like the original one is in New Mexico, though. In New Mexico. And then in Las Vegas, they have this thing called the Omega Mart. I fucking love immersive art. It's it. I, I cannot tell you how. I love it. I love it more than anything I've ever loved. And uh, because you go in and you're automatically, your imagination is just is just going. But like they're in, in the Omega Mart in Las Vegas, you go to this fake supermarket with fake products and they're all like sarcastic products. But they're like... Uh 20 aisles of all these products like the amount of work that went into creating this the meticulousness of this and then some of the freezer doors you walk in and it's a cave to a whole nother fucking world mm. and you could be in this place for 20 hours and mm. just get lost in it okay. and you get lost in your imagination you forget where you are you forget who you are and you just you're just that childlike curiosity mm. gets stowed gets given to you on a silver platter in the way that when you were a kid and you first played pretend with like grown up dress up clothes mm -hmm. and you were like this is the jackpot like the world anything is possible you right. know when your, your your imagination was like crack cocaine good yeah and that but like ugh. That's awesome. I I I I want to look it up. That's why mediocre art is so infuriating to me. It's <laughs> like, why the fuck would you waste anybody's time? It doesn't have to be that intricate. Like these people spent so much time well, on this art installation, but like you, you can tell when somebody, um. What am I trying to say? You know when somebody's soul is some, in something and you know when it's not. Yeah. So, like, let's take rap for just for example. And I don't – I overqualify everything. It's ridiculous. I got to stop doing that. But anyway, uh, if you compared the skills – just on paper skill set of Snoop Dogg 
Yeah. Versus like somebody who's way technical, like Royce Five Nine or Eminem or something. On paper, these guys, wow, the the the, the skill set is higher over here yeah. in theory, right? The skill because set, yeah. because it's like they can do you know and all that shit, and and Snoop Dogg is way more just like very simple and direct. But doesn't matter. You could still compare them. Uh, to to one another on equal footing. Why? Forget the sales and the legend stuff. Forget any of that. Just as rappers, because you go, no, this guy does this style right. and his heart is in it. And it doesn't matter that he can't do this other thing. Exactly. Yes. Because in their own way, they can't do the thing he's doing. Snoop Dogg walks into any room and makes it better. Right. Eminem doesn't do that. <laughs> I disagree. But I mean, <laughs> I, he does for me because I will never not be very sexually attracted to him. But like the vibe, that's the energy that Snoop Dogg brings is amazing. But here's but here's so my point is this, though, there are people out there that would look at Snoop Dogg and they'll look at Eminem or Royce Five Nine or Twista or I'm just Tech Nine. I'm just very technical guys and go, well, I can't fucking do that Mm. because you it's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like Eddie Van Halen soloing. You're like, what? There are people that would look at Snoop Dogg and go, oh, I could rap. Because in their head, they would be like, oh, it's like, look how simple it is. Right. And then they would do it and it would be dog shit. Right. Because they don't have the ability to do it. Like, so my point is, is like, it's like that with any art. It's like, I could look at this and go, this is fucking cool. This is cool. Like somebody made this. I don't know who made it. For the audio listeners, he's holding up a coaster that a fan made and it's of Alfred. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. This is a cool piece of art. Somebody's heart went into this and yeah. they knew what they were doing and and it's very cool. There are people that would look at this and go, oh, art is just you take a picture of a fucking dog and put it in front of some dots. <laughs> like I could do that. No, you fucking couldn't because yeah. you have no concept of composition, of why the colors work together. And I could see that your soul wasn't in it when you did right. it. Well, that per- anybody who says, oh, I could fucking do that is separated from their humanity more than they know. Right. Because so, that, that's not a human thing to say. That's not a hu- that's not your soul going. You're not you're not being attracted to somebody. You're not being gravitated. You're just going your ego. It's all your ego. Right. It's your bullshit. Stupid look at fucking this, ego. And not to put too fine a point on it. But look at this sign. There are people that would look at this. <laughs> we're going to go through. I'm going to look at every piece <laughs> in the studio. This is, just, guys, this is a, this is a reason you should be watching us on YouTube.com slash guys. We fucked without the you and fucked. This is Mr. DeRosa's art class. <laughs> <laughs> you should teach a middle school art interpretation. I would class love that. Like, look at this fucking coaster. You somebody, <laughs> some dipshit's going to see this and think they can fucking do it. And they think that's fucking art. Well, it's the difference between it's it's why right. it's why Andy Warhol is Andy Warhol and other people that do that. You don't give a shit. Right. Not everybody that does it. Not everyone can pee on a canvas and have it hung in a museum. It's true. <laughs> you know, but it's also too like there are people that would look at the Campbell's soup thing and go big fucking deal. And it's like, <laughs> OK, dude, uh, sure, yeah. I guess. But. There's something going on. Well, also, there the time the it was the first image of that nature of the time. Like, there's so many things that it means that are that have no nothing to do with. Well, and Andrew Warhol also is like an artist who like leans into like the capitalist society that he was living in, rather mm-hmm. than you know these artists that pretend like money it. doesn't mean anything to them, but like it definitely does. Right. For that's, sure, that's like right. more embarrassing for me. Because you know? <laughs> Andy Warhol was coming. You know, Andy Warhol had a deep appreciation for America because you know his mom was an immigrant and he was cohabiting with her and I think there's you know you're you're almost like allowed to rejoice in like what America is and the 
over the topness of it a lot more when you're a first generation American, but it's mm. like frowned upon when you've been here for a couple right. of generations. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, oh, you're spoiled, you know? Yeah. I was like, give me a McNugget. I'll stick it up my ass. <laughs> I don't care. I think actually. <laughs> Content. Dip. What flavor is the sauces? Sweet are? and sour. <laughs> the <laughs> best sauce. I was going to say hot mustard. No, your asshole. I was going to uh, say which uh, flavor is still that? sweet and sour, Joe. <laughs> also sweet and sour. Um, but like, but like, you know, who's a great example of what we're talking about is Madonna. I have seen Madonna. Uh, I've a hundred percent seen her on award shows where she sings and it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> She's not hitting the notes and whatever. I have the utmost respect for Madonna. I don't say that to shit on her, but I've seen it happen. There are so many people out there that would see what Madonna does and go, it's just fucking popular. I could, it's like, no, you can't yeah. because she, th- it doesn't matter if she wrote this. It doesn't matter that Sinatra didn't write one of the songs. He fucking got it with his heart and soul in a way that you don't. He clicked and if in. you don't get that, you can't do what he does. Right. Michael Blue Blay does what he does and is great at it because he, like Sinatra, is like, no, dude, I get the elements. Like, yeah. my heart is in this. I understand why this has to be like that. I understand why the hat has to be like this. Why the lighting, the mood. Why, when I sing this line, I can put this amount of heartache into it mm-hmm. and how to do that and whatever. And that, to me, is the whole key. And it doesn't matter if if you're, if you're you know, uh, uh, smooth ass direct talk Snoop Dogg or or mile a minute fucking Tech Nine. Yeah, I, I, I get. I'm getting both the same vibe from both. Like I'm getting the yeah, same. You bring different things to the table. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, wait. What were you gonna say about this sign? I, I need to yeah. know. I need to know. <laughs> I was just gonna say that a million. <laughs> A million people would look at this sign and go, and say what? oh, I could just make a, my own podcast sign because all you do is put black, uh, white letters on. And it's like, no, it's the font. It's the fo- how the font messages with the sec- with the second font. It's why this it, this isn't white. It's why this color of cream works against the black. There's a reason why this sign is so simple, but it works so well. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that I think artists get mm-hmm. and hacks don't. Oh, yeah. And I think it is possible for hacks to become artists if they just uh, came face to face with their own humanity and worked. You know what I mean? Sure. And you have to like go through the desert and come back in a way. Sure. Emotionally. Sure. And really be there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just comes down. I like the use of the term humanity. Is your heart in it or not? Yeah. Is your heart in it? You know, and I think um, I don't mean to like circle it back to the topic of the podcast, but I this is something I've been thinking about lately. Dealing with humanity and dealing with vulnerability is like porn, for example. I think sometimes porn really does can cheapen sex the way people consume it. Mm -hmm. And I was I was had a meeting with a with a with a coworker, somebody I'm working with on something the other day, and we're talking about the porn industry, and and I and I. And I was like, what incentive do men have to be vulnerable in like their sexual life right. because of porn? And I just feel like, yeah, like areas where humanity stripped away, bad hacky art for sure. It's so fucking glaring. But I also think like sexuality. Well, I also think people por- overdo it or they fake it or they're like, I'm cool with this. And I'm, you know what I mean? There's all there's, these, there's all these masks being worn. Janet Jackson said once there's nothing faker than. I'm paraphrasing, but she said something like there's nothing faker than somebody that you can tell is trying to be sexy. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Like naturally, yeah. organically sexy. But it's funny you said porn because I was thinking of porn as I was talking about the sign. <laughs> wow, uh, weird. Um, 
subliminal. I, I, I see and know porn people who they're, where their heart is in it. Right. Yeah. Me their too. heart is in it. They're yeah. like, no, this is what I do. And I get it. And I want it. And then you see other people. You're like, well, they're fucking on camera, but like, there's no real, yeah. you know, whatever. There's no heart's stakes. not in it. The heart I is mean, not in it. Their pussy's in it, but the heart's yeah, not in it. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm watching porn, I'm like, heart's not in it. So. Honestly, but, though, you can tell when tell. the actors aren't in it. You no, can I know. Tell. I actually stopped watching porn a couple, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I haven't watched it in like a year too. or two because I was like, heart's not in it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I totally agree. And because then, and then you're like, why am I consuming this cheapened, like, display of sexuality that's why like porn stars that are good are so good but the ones that are bad fucking depress me like bad art depresses yeah. me yeah no it's why i love uh uh sorry my brain what's her face yeah <laughs> my favorite porn star yeah the if lady, i were a porn star my porn yeah. name would be what's her face come, come no, slut come slut titty fuck <laughs> the lady that was the in, one with uh, the juice on her face <laughs> And in her butt. The lady that was in uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, that that's. Oh, I was just. What's talking, her face? Um, wait, who's Boogie? Is that Heather Grant? What, Heather Locke? No, 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 the no. Porn the star that was in Boogie Nights. The porn star. She plays oh, oh, William oh. H Macy's wife in it, and he know. kills himself because oh, she right. fucks. I don't know. She her character fucks too many other yeah, people yeah, yeah, in the yeah. movie. Uh, she's like a legend. I can't believe I'm blanking on her uh, name. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Jenna Jameson. I'm like, I'm just in a name no. famous. I don't know. What Nina Hartley. Oh, Nina Hartley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a legend. That's why Nina Hartley. That's why I have such admiration for her because she's like. She's like, no, this is like what I do. And she gives sex seminars and she mm-hmm. teaches classes and and she does she does erotic art and then she does porn and she does she's yeah. she, I'm like I'm She's like, an artist. She walks it, man. She yeah. walks, this is her life. Like she yeah. lives this. Like and I and I think whatever it is you do, I know fucking truck drivers that love it. Yeah. Like they love yeah. it. Yes. They're like, I love it, dude. I'm on the open road. No, I got no boss. I just, and you see like, that and you go, that is right. I, yeah. You are yeah. doing it right. Yeah. Because you are happy with your circumstances. Yeah. And I know we all don't get blessed to do exactly what we want to do. But we can find it. We can find a way to enjoy our lives more than we are. Yes. And I, that's why that's why I get so pissed off at the phones because – all of this shit is ju- all the shitty art and all the porn and all it's all distracting us from like ourselves. And when we have a good relationship with ourselves, we can carve out this beautiful life. Well, I would also say, too, that that for every person that scoffs and goes and goes, well, it must be nice to to be able to do your thing that you love. We're not also. Lucky. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> Thank you. But, but that's uh, why I'm an advocate for birth control. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I agree. It's not it's not 100 percent easy for everybody to do. But I will meet that with this counterpoint. There are just as many people out there that are doing what they want to do and are fucking miserable and it's never enough and they can't take a breath. And how many fucking people do we know that are famous, that are millionaires that own property, like serious property. Yeah. yeah. And like they're fucking, it's, it's like talking to an 11 year old. Like you're like, (laughs) my God, dude, were you just bullied walking in here? What, like, when is it enough? Like when will you just be okay with yourself? Right. How many fucking people? And it's like, that's, that's to some me people, as torturous yeah. as anything. Yeah. Sure. You know? and th- thank God, though, we have some colleagues that are famous and super fucking rich and like genuinely lovely and happy. Uh, uh, yeah, those yes. are like I, I cling to those, honestly, because I'm like, it is possible. You don't have to be miserable at the top. 
Thank you. I think yes. you guys are both hanging out with a lot more famous people than me. I was well, like, I, I think of like, I think of like, Bert, I think of Burt Kreischer. I'm like, he's genuinely um, like a, a joyful, like he's having a great time. Yeah. He's having a great time. And I love that for him. Cause he like, monetized so, being the life of the party. It was yeah. ingenious. I really. fucking, yeah. It's great. Yeah. And he, he got famous and rich off of being himself. That's beautiful. He nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed it. Um, there, there are people out there that are, that are very just like, yeah, dude, like this is, but, but the people that are famous and rich and like like talking like you said, it's their egos are too in the way, and they're disconnected to their own humanity. And 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 you know what? A lot of people that aren't doing entertainment jobs that are doing normal jobs, and and they're miserable. Their fucking egos are in the way. Yeah, for sure. It's like sure. it's like okay, you're so you're so mad at your job, you, you hate it so fucking much. Yeah, what is the other thing you would have done? Yeah. What is, because a lot of people love to say that. People love to go. It's always going to be something for you. You know, oh, my fucking job. Da, da, da. It's, okay, well, what was your other plan that didn't work out? Sure, right. <laughs> okay, it's not there a, a lot well, of the time. Well, those are all the people that, you know, when you, when you tell them when you're young that you're going to be a stand-up comedian, they go, what's your backup plan? And I go, your mindset's wrong from the start. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hate it when people ask me what my <laughs> yeah. backup plan was. My, my, and, and I just looked at my, my guidance counselor suicide. and I said, yeah, I said suicide. <laughs> I did say that. And Seriously. then she was like, you're going to be a great It was a man. Comedian. He knew I was oh. serious and I just walked out. My- <laughs> what are they going to do? I, I was just like, I was I was like, failure is not an option, guys. I was like, I didn't say that. It's like a famous line from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that. I was like, I didn't write this, you know, in, yeah. in, at Union High School. But yeah, no, it's true. And it's like, but it's also too, it's like, there's no shame in, look at, look at a, uh, uh uh, that movie American Beauty when Kevin Spacey's like wants to go back and work in the fast food place. Yeah. He's like, I had the time of my life. It's oh, like, he's so happy. There's no fucking shame in that. No. I met a woman. Yeah, no. I met a woman who manages uh, a McDonald's and I met her because on Taste Buds we're trying to set a thing up where I go work in a McDonald's for, oh, for a few hours. Oh, cool. Stop flirting. And, and, uh, cool. And she reached out and she's excited and she clearly loves Working at a McDonald's. That's dope. And I think it's awesome. There was a yeah. McDonald's on Third Avenue in Murray Hill where the, the manager was this woman when I lived in the neighborhood. And she was like so phenomenal that I would just I would go out of my way to go to that McDonald's. because I was like, this woman loves her job and you can taste it in yes. every bite. Yes. Wow. I fucking love that woman. We, yes. have bar- we have bartenders and sandwich makers at my bar and sandwich shop where they that's what they do. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. They get excited when it's when it gets packed and it's so overwhelming that I'm like, I have to walk outside. This is making me nervous. And they're like, dude, this is the fucking juice. Let's go. Oh, like, you know what I mean? That's so sweet. Yeah. That's my point. It's like, it's like take pride in what it is you do. Like, yeah. what, like people are so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going fucking, I might be spiraling. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, kind of we'll just, we'll just submit like, this to talk space when I, we're done with the episode. I, I do want to say, um, if you're watching on YouTube, there has just been, or if you're listening to the show, there have been some moments where Joe looks incredibly stressed. Out. <laughs> Joe's arms are like out. I on think the everyone table. who's familiar with Joe's work <laughs> like just assumed hair is like all over. I'm always stressed. I can't take it. I'm, no, I didn't. I, you know what I'm stressed? I swear to God, you know what I'm stressed about. Is I didn't eat yet today, oh and I gosh. keep getting afraid that I'm going to have like a brain thing where my blood sugar drops because uh, I've oh, gotten I a little lightheaded this. twice today, and I'm like, 
Fuck. Are you a diabetic, Joe? What's going on? No, I just don't. I try not to eat till like after 3 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do that too. Sometimes if I don't do it right, my blood sugar just gets a little too low. (sighs) Right, right, right. Yeah, when that dips, you go into like fight or flight almost. Or maybe I'm a diabetic. When's the last time you, <laughs> when's the last time you went to a doctor? Like, have you been to a cardiologist? Very show? recently. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I had to get a whole. Oh heart yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. How's well, that? Well, I don't know if you want to say that yeah. in here, but like, heart I hope is, it's good. Heart is okay. Okay, good. Uh, and then the other thing is fine too. <laughs> they thought. Yeah, the other thing was fine. What's the other thing? It was thing? a false alarm. That was the thing I got the call. Oh, about the you guys right. There. Yeah. Where they were that was like, like a serious. We thought they were gonna have to remove Joe's penis, everyone. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's okay. safe. Keep the balls yeah. though, they, and put it into a container. <laughs> I wish I had a vagina. I really do. Yeah, why mm. is that? I just get tired of dealing with like a thing hanging off of my body. That does sound it becomes bad. annoying after a while, and okay. I really. <laughs> I want to scissor sex. I want to know what that feels it's like. Not, it's not. It it's really fun. Good. I've done it. But yeah. it's like lesbians aren't really doing that, apparently. Well, I am because I watch a lot of lesbian porn. Well, I did it. Once. But you're not a lesbian. So that just, that's why yeah, you're uh, doing it. I would do it. But it's constantly. really fun. Yeah, it's I really fun. Constantly. That's so fun. There's a thing in the new. I think I, nobody get mad at me, but I'm going to oh, okay. quote the Ricky Gervais special. People are going to get mad. Why? I don't know. People got mad, mad at, at it. It's just so funny. People are always mad at Ricky Gervais. He does oh. a whole thing about like like a, a man transitioning to become a woman and, okay. then falling, and then finding a woman at a bar and taking her home and finding her. And he's like, and then right when we, we would scissor sex and then she would be like, put on that strap on. And he goes, and, I, and he takes it over and he goes, and that's when I'd kick myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, uh, um, but anyway, um, it's very funny. But um, um, to some people, to other people, it's not. Um, but anyway. Comedy subjective. I would fucking, oh, man, if I was, if I had a vagina, I would scissor sex all the time. It looks awesome. And then there's the thing. I think you just created a new segment on this show where we just say whatever genitalia you <laughs> yeah, have. I had a vagina. We ask you to like uh, visualize a life with the other genitalia. <laughs> yeah, just to see what you would do. You know, some guys say like if I have boobs, I just ha- do this all day, but I have boobs and I do this all day. I play with them all day. It's great. Because you like, like I get I guess I get it. Like I do a thing when I'm home alone in pajamas. I'll I'll rest my hand oh. next to my nutsack, like Hell in that yeah. crevice. Next to it? Warm. Oh, it is. Yeah. Keep your nutties warm. It keeps your hand warm. Yeah, I always oh. put my hands in my crotch. Like even in school, because it's like yeah. it's just warm there. <laughs> really? But yeah. like, not like because it feels not in good the pants. And so that's why just, I do it. It's just like an instinct. Yeah. You're just like it's so warm you there. Just naturally do it. I do the same thing. Yeah. But play oh, with your I'm boobs. You is it, are you getting like a sensation? You mean or you? No, it's just like they're so soft and fun. Oh, okay. it's a, it's not it's not for arousal in any way. Uh, I comforting, got you. yeah, it's just, it is comforting. I got like you. when I like I tug on my dog's ears because they're very comforting and yes, soft. Yes, yes, I do that with my boobs. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'm How old you. are you? <laughs> are well, you old enough to be having this boob conversation? I have a follow up question. I have a follow up. I am forty five. Do you find that your dick <laughs> no, works less? Say it as you again. Say it again, Joe. Say I'm forty five. Don't feel that way. <laughs> say I'm forty five and I'm loving it. I fucking I hate love it. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hate it, it so much. I'm forty five. I'm forty five. I hate it. I hate. I fucking hate it. Well, I'm you 45. can't do anything about it. So I know. You, gotta, you might as well. I know. Like it. I just, uh, yeah. Let's not talk about. Well, it. I wanted sad. to ask. But anyway, go ahead. Yes, yes. With aging penises. Yes. Do they work less? Do you find? Does yours work less? Mine has not 
missed a beat. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you <laughs> take Viagra, though? A lot, of, a lot of people take Viagra, like, no, it's not, there's coffee, no shame. No. Right, no. No, I, I, I have nothing against it, but I've never taken it. I took, at uh, one time I took Blue Chew because they sponsored my podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you got to test out the product. Now, did it make you hard? I noticed no difference. Oh, okay. Really? Because I'm so curious with Viagra, like, does it just make you hard, but not horny? Well, wait, because that's confusing. To be fair, I know a lot of guys in their 30s and 40s who just pop a Viagra, even if they don't need help, just for like an extra boost of mental. No, of of dick. So that dick feels real hard. There's two (laughs) kinds of blue chew. I took the one. There was two kinds. There was like the fast acting one where it's like you're going to have sex like right now. And then there was one. Blue Chew emergency. I need it right now. God, come on. Blue Chomp. Yeah. Blue Chew. There was a second one. Right into my dick. There was a second one where it was like if if you're going to have like a day, you know? And so I took that like one. Like a day of sex? That's romantic Blue Chew. Oh, no. <laughs> blue Chew romance. It, it Take like it slow. In the hotel. It said later. Blue, one's Blue Chew rape and one's Blue Chew consensual. <laughs> Jesus. It does sound like some dipshit's going to use it for that. It's extra funny if you know the podcast that's Blue Chew sponsored. <laughs> They no longer sponsor my podcast. No, but we know the ones that they do sponsor, (laughs) and that's in line. No, it's um, it was yeah. It said it said later or now, so I took it for late. Because here's what happened: I was in Vegas doing shows, and I was partying a lot, and I was really hungover on a Sunday. Was this just a story about Skankfest? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it was regular. Oh, just regular Vegas. Vegas. Okay. And I wanted to go home. It was when I lived in L.A. I was going to drive oh. home. And a girl I had met was like, why don't you hang out for the day? You can stay with me. We're going to go to this thing. And Just I, in Blue Chew romance. I took <laughs> – Fuck me all day. I took Blue Chew because I was like, <laughs> I have nothing in me right now. And I got to get through this hangover. And if we do have sex, it's not going to be way later. Yeah. So you took it before you hung I, out? I took it in the morning because it said like you could utilize it later. And then we had huh. sex and I didn't notice any difference because I was just like – yeah, we had sex. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, anyway, my point is, uh, no, I don't take Viagra. Uh, that was the one time I took something like it. Huh. So even, I mean, even with all <laughs> the drinking, it's not? It's never been a problem for really? me. It's never been a problem for me on Coke either. Wow. I didn't want That's to say that, dick. so I'm glad that you said it for That's me. That's a oh, super I don't give a shit. Okay. I've yeah, done yeah. I've done Coke. Like, I don't I'm not I don't hide it, but like yeah. I, you know, I don't do it. I've done it. Yeah. And I may do it again. But like, you know, <laughs> it's not like a weekly thing. But anyway, it's bi weekly. Bi weekly. But no, it's not that often. But anyway. <laughs> My point is, is like, yeah, um, no, in fact, Coke has always had the opposite effect. Makes on you me. hard? It makes me like horny, right? Really? Well, it makes sense that it would make you horny, but like sure, yeah. the fact that your dick works, oh, works just as good works is Works like wild. a champion. Wow. Works like a champion. I, we, yeah, booze has never been an issue. Boo, the issue with booze for me with sex is not a, an erection or or being able to get to completion. It's, it's Getting it in the hole? No, no, I don't think. Maybe I don't know, uh, but like it's the t- it's the clumsiness of just being top. Like, yeah, like you're, like you're like oh I'm on top and I'm like not balancing myself <laughs> oh, very well. You know, it's like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when I mean? you both want to lay down, you're like oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can one I just be on the bottom the whole those. time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the men lately that are like, oh, get on top. It's like, oh, we just get you are getting lazier as a people. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, I want the lying down position. That's a fun one. <laughs> I'm sleepy. I love Amy Schumer's <laughs> SNL monologue where she's like, I love to role play with my husband. All right, I'm in a coma. Go. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's so funny. fucking funny. <laughs> that's really funny. I love role playing being in a coma and getting <laughs> fucked. Um, oh, wait, Joe. So you talk a lot about like you. When's the last time you were actually in a relationship? Um, <laughs> well, I, a few months back, I dated somebody and I thought it was uh, like heading in that drink. direction, but yeah. it, didn't, it, it, it unfortunately didn't. Uh, like a, you were like on board for it to happen, and it was okay. Uh, but that, but that, that's like a. It was been a long time since I feel like as prior, a friend. Prior that to year, that, I, yeah. I, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was just more like exploring like what's your because you don't it's not like you're walking around because like a lot of times like it's almost it's hack at this point. You know, when you're single, everyone assumes that you want to not be single. And I'm like, no, that's quite the opposite. And I feel like there's very few people who feel that way. But I feel like you and I agree a lot on that. Like, you know, single as a very like so many benefits as a a specific choice that we made for ourselves. Yes. Yeah, I I definitely have been the person to run away from the commitment far yeah. more than I've been the person that gets shut out of it. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I was talking about this on the Keith and the girl thing. I was like, when you hit 45, <clears throat> you realize that separate lives are entirely possible. Sure. That this, you know, cause everywhere else in the country, people start to cohabitate and all that stuff at much younger ages. Um, I go, but you know, at my age, I feel like I'm I'm now at a point where I am very open to the idea of a relationship, but it's now more than ever I have to find somebody that's that's on the page with me. Yeah, and, the caliber of person you know, has to be high cuz you lead an adventurous life. But not even but but that but also too just the understanding of like what this will be and what the expectations are and that There's we, not room for you in this house cuz there's McDonald's toys and video games yeah. and Atari Atari <laughs> Rolex. I'm very big on we're going to have separate places. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah very yeah, yeah. very big on that. I yeah, I I, yeah. I I moved a block away from my boyfriend and I was like, this is the best. Yeah. This is the best because we have our own space and we we could each decorate it because like, I'm so sp- and I know you are, too. Mm-hmm. Very specific. We're all three are very specific about the aesthetic of our living space. The idea of somebody coming in and even fucking with that even a little bit. I'm like, what? No. Yeah, that's not that's not how that works. Yeah, I'm big on. um at least with apartment living, I think if I had a house, yeah. it'd be a little different. But sure, for sure, with apartment living, I'm very big on literally the concept of a living space. Meaning, like every area of my apartment has things that I can access and utilize, and I yeah. don't really have areas where it's like. And then you just kind of sit here. Yeah, right. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right. it's like no, every area has a purpose, um, and I like that. And, and I like my your expression is barfed up on the walls everywhere, yeah. which is like, that's really nice. That's important. Yeah. It's like sometimes people will make fun of like, 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 uh, oddly too, it's way more guys than, than women will make fun of this, but like, like, you know, all, all your dumb video game systems on your shelf. And it's like, no, dude, like to me, that's art. Like that's, yeah. I have a collection of 40 fucking consoles from the seventies forward. Like I'm really think it's that's a tour cool. of history. I'm proud of that. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. I don't want to 
get rid of that because I have to now cohabitate with somebody that has like a fucking porcelain doll collection or yeah. something. People you know? have no taste, like, but whatever I mean, it is, I don't know. Yeah, you know? Right. No, it's like a whatever picture of fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Audrey Hepburn from Marshall. <laughs> right. Or, or, or a Marilyn That's what Monroe. Most people have. Marilyn Monroe, Monroe yeah. with a quote. And you're Insane. Like, oh, yeah. The Audrey space. Hepburn. The, yeah. The, oh. the, that's so funny. With the breakfast the, yeah. at Tiffany's bullshit. And you're like, yeah. Oh God, you ruined such a good movie. And a great book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who got me out of that was uh, two people got me out of the bad habits. One was Julian McCullough. He said to me years ago, your apartment looks like you decorated from Pier 1. And I was so offended that I changed. I'm so glad he said that to you and you changed because yeah. your your way of decorating and your the way you express yourself in your interior design is like, it's amazing. It's, uh, thank you. That's very sweet. You both have phenomenal taste. So that means a lot to me. It really does. You should uh, be able to know who someone is better from going in their apartment. And I feel like I there's very few people that you can do yeah. that. Yours, you definitely the get three a sense of, us, of who you are. We ace it. I, yeah. I, I agree. Michael, I'm sure. I just need to hop in for one sec. Joe, you're. <laughs> Your leg is shaking the camera. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. Sorry. I just wanted to make sorry. you aware. We're no, going to lose right. Joe. Do, do we have a nut or something that we can give him? A, a handful of almonds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're over an hour. So we, yeah, but um, <clears throat> I agree with that statement. And then I also think that, uh, oh, the other person that got me out of it was Pete Holmes. When I wrote for his talk show, he made fun of me. He did a monologue about it. And I got so <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> He sent us the skeleton of a monologue he wanted us to work on, and it was about decorating your apartment, and he talked about college dorm decorating, Ah. and he said, Sinatra mugshot poster, college dorm, and I had that in my apartment at the time, and I I literally, I went into his office at work, and I was like, you fucking talk, you fucking take a shot at me like that, and he was like, Roses, I didn't mean. I just it was just a joke. Like, but I obviously was, it resonated. But then I was like, "You're right, dude." And I was like, "You have to." I was like, "Why do I have this thing that anybody could have?" Yeah. Like, yeah, more people I, should ask themselves that. You know, because, I like Sinatra, but it didn't have any purpose. Like, it right. was just like this thing you could just get anywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly why I get so angry when, when I'm, you know, I, well, number one, I like spend a long time on something or, you know, a medium amount of time on something I post it online. <laughs> right. And then every, ever the first thing people say is, what lipstick color are you wearing? And where did you get your outfit? It's like, number one, I'm not giving If I tell you, this. then I have to burn all the stuff right. that yeah. I purchased because I don't, that my whole thing is like, I don't want to wear the stuff that other people are wearing. Um, I, I've like created my own like look on purpose. Uh, and also like, why are you just like, why don't you like, don't you like to go to a store and discover your own shit? Like, don't you have like, you know, it's like we're, we're all developing a voice in comedy, but it's like, aren't you also developing a voice in, in life? And then also furthermore, why are you following an artist when you just want like an influencer? Right. You just want me to tag my crotch and my tit and my lips. And like, that's like the, the yeah. this influencer culture. Just like, I want to have that. And how can I have that right now? I'm not telling you. And the more you ask me, the least likely I'm going to have, I'm going to hire a seamstress so that you can never get it. Right. Yeah, we're trying I'm to influence so people to be themselves, yeah. not yeah. like us. Yeah. So annoying. You know, one thing I want to stop doing is uh, I want to stop uh, compartmentalizing my wardrobe, which hmm. sounds funny, but like I, I, I have so I have so, I have like fifteen pair of plaid slash dress pants mm. that are tapered that I love so much, and I have like two or three pair of jeans. Like the plaid pants so outweigh everything else. Mm. And I bought them because I got tired of wearing jeans and I love these pants. But but I but do you're this wearing thing. jeans right now. I know because I do this thing where I'm like, I only wear those at night. 
because those are going out clothes. <laughs> and with those, you wear these t-shirts and whatever. And then if it's the day, you, oh, you throw on a flannel some, uh, and you yeah, go whatever. Yeah, just fuck it. Dress weird. I feel like I should be always wearing the plaid pants. Then that's your clue to do it. Maybe wear that's a cape. Cue. Title Ooh. for your episode. <laughs> always wear the plaid pants. <laughs> I love your um, plaid pants. Uh, thank you. What would you like to promote, Joe? Uh, we have to When's wrap up. Come out uh, in a couple weeks, three weeks. Uh, three weeks. Just I'm on. Ish. I'm on tour. Uh, go to JoeDeRosaInfo.com for shows. Uh, I know if this comes out in three weeks, so March. Uh, I, I know I'm coming into uh, Louisiana for shows. Uh, I'll be at South by Southwest doing my new hour. I never promised you a rose garden. Um, uh, Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's an up- and it's an uplifting show. I think people should Yeah, yeah it's yes. a real positive show. <laughs> no, I loved it. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so that's all out there. Please uh, come see a live show, JoeDeRosaInfo.com for tickets. And then um, uh, I also have um, my uh, sandwich shop and bar. Yes. Jo- Joey Rose's. Speaking Joey- of barfing up your creativity on the walls. Yeah, That is yeah. very you. Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, come out to that. That's always fun. Seven days a week, Lower East Side, 174 Rivington Street. JoeyRosesNYC.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Joe. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks. Yay. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. (laughs) Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.